Praise the Lord, church, and welcome to our broadcast tonight. We're so glad that you have joined us here at East Wind Pentecostal Church during our E-Word and Worship Revival. And I'm really happy tonight to introduce to you Brother Tim Ritchie. Uh, Brother Ritchie is an amazing assistant pastor, and what he means to the East Wind family cannot be described in a few words. We are so thankful for his ministry, he and Sister Ritchie, and what they mean to this church. And I'd like for us just to begin in prayer, and then Brother Ritchie is going to bring to us the word of the Lord. Would you bow your heads and pray with me? Lord, we're so thankful for your word, thankful for our East Wind family. Thankful, Lord, for the opportunity to just open up our hearts and minds to your word tonight. We pray your anointing upon every family, every home. Lord, as you anoint your messenger and your word, anoint each of us to receive that word. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. Now God bless you as we present to you Brother Tim Ritchie as he teaches and preaches the word of God. Praise the Lord, church. I would just like to say that I am so thankful to be a part of East Wind Pentecostal Church. I'm thankful for our pastor and Sister Amy Myers for their vision and their burden and their commitment to revival, no matter what the circumstances are. And the Lord has laid upon something on my heart um, for the last couple weeks that I want to try to share with you uh, today. And if you want to turn with me to Hebrews chapter 4, starting in verse 14, it says this, Seeing then that we have a great high priest that is passed into the heavens, Jesus the Son of God, let us hold fast our profession. For we have not a high priest which cannot be touched with the feelings of our infirmities, but was in all points tempted like as we are, yet without sin. In other words, he's saying we have a high priest, Jesus Christ, that can be touched. And because of that, it says in verse 16, Let us therefore come boldly into the throne of grace, that we may obtain mercy and find grace to help in a time of need. And this is my thought for today. You can touch God. And I want to put the emphasis on you. You are able to touch God. I am able to touch God. We serve a God that can be touched. We used to sing the old song, reach out and touch the Lord. As he goes by, you'll find he's not too busy to hear your heart's cry. He is passing by this moment, your needs to supply. Reach out and touch the Lord as he goes by. Over the last several months, we've been introduced to a new phrase, social distancing. But when we look into the books that talk about how we grow up and how we begin our child life, we find that touch is the very first sense that we require. I was hiking with my grandchildren the other day, and we just went to a local park, and we were walking on the path, and we decided to get off the local path and just go through this little wooded area. And my granddaughters, five and seven, their imaginations began to run wild, and they were on an adventure. They were exploring. And all of a sudden, my older granddaughter, she said, 
you know, I'm getting a little scared, you know, and because we don't know where we're going and this is unknown territory. And they really begin to build on that and play it out and everything. And my two-year-old grandson that was with us also, he was walking along and he just reached up and grabbed my hand. Now, he normally doesn't want you to take his hand. He's normally running all over the place and doing his own thing. But in the sense of that little drama that my granddaughters were presenting, he reached up to touch my hand. And I was thinking how we can relate that to our God. We may not know really where we're at. This is uncharted territory. But we can reach up and touch the master's hand. Because I know who holds tomorrow, and I know who holds my hand. Let me remind you today that you can touch God. And from the very beginning, it's been God's desire to reach down and to touch his creation. In the Gospel of John, John reveals Jesus as the manifestation of God in the flesh. And in John chapter 1, verses 1 through 3, it says, In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. The same was in the beginning with God. All things were made by Him, and without Him was not anything made that was made. I want you to look at that third verse again. All things were created by God. All things were created by His Word. The Word just simply means the plan of God, thought of God. Before we ever speak a word, it's developed as a thought within our brains or within our heart. But God has made everything that we see, including you and me. And I want to tell somebody today that God loves you, and that God made you. And that God wants to have a relationship with you. God wants to touch you. Hallelujah. And I want you to know that you can touch God. As we read on in John chapter 1 and verse 10. He was in the world and the world was made by him and the world knew him not. Or the world didn't recognize him when he was in the world. And I want you to know that God is everywhere. He's omnipresent. He's with you wherever you're at right now. And I want you to know that he desires for you to touch him. He's in the world. He was made, uh, he made the world, but the world didn't recognize him. And I want us to recognize that God is with us. Hallelujah. He came unto his own and his own received him not. But as many as received him, an association with oneself, to receive him, to make an association with Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. When we do that, he gives us the power to become the sons of God, even to them that believe on his name, which were born not of blood, nor of the will of the flesh, nor of the will of man, but of God. And the word was made flesh This plan of God, this thought of God was made flesh in the form of Jesus Christ and dwelt among us and we beheld his glory, the glory as of the only begotten of the Father, full of grace and truth. All through the ministry of Jesus Christ, 
the religious leaders of the day were upset because of all the things that Jesus was doing and all the great things that he was accomplishing and who he claimed to be. He claimed to be the Son of God. God manifested in flesh. To one point it got so bad that they wanted to stone him and Jesus asked him, he said, for which of these great works or good works do you stone me for? And they said, not for a good work that do we stone you, but that you being a man maketh thyself God. And I want you to know today that they had it all wrong. He wasn't a man trying to make himself God. He was God that made himself a man. Why? Because he desires to have a relationship with you and I. And that's why you can touch him. You may never figure it out. I've never been able to figure out how God loves me the way he does. I can't ever figure out, you know, what God is all about. And I guess if we could figure out God, then he really wouldn't be God. But this one thing I do know, that one day I touched God and he changed my life. Hallelujah. At the age of 19, just a teenage alcoholic and didn't know what was ahead. And I didn't think there was any future ahead. And God reached down into my life. And this one thing that I know, I once was lost, but now I'm saved. I want you to just remember this, that because of Jesus going to the cross, we can boldly come into this throne room of grace and you can obtain mercy and you can find grace to help in the time of need. And then at the end of John's gospel, He records this incident which happens after Jesus is crucified. He's resurrected. And the Bible says that he, for 40 days, I believe it was, he appeared unto his disciples by many infallible proofs. And one occasion he came and met with his disciples. But one of the 12, uh, whose name was Thomas, was not with them at the time. But in John chapter 20, we find when Thomas has now joined the other disciples... And Jesus comes into his midst. The other's disciples had told John, we have seen him, the Lord. But Thomas said to them, except I see in his hands the print of the nails and put my finger into the print of the nails and thrust my hand into his side, I will not believe. But then eight days later, they were all together again. And the disciples were within and Thomas with them. And the Bible says in John 20, 26, Then came Jesus, the doors being shut, and stood in the midst of them and said, Peace be unto you. Then saith he to Thomas, Reach hither thy finger and behold my hands, and reach hither thy hand and thrust it into my side, and be not faithless but believing. And Thomas answered and said unto him, My Lord and my God. The whole time that John is writing the Gospel of John, he's trying to relate this message that Jesus is the manifestation of Almighty God. Thomas recognizes it here as he makes this claim. My Lord and my God. And in verse 29 is what I want us to look at today. And when Jesus saith unto him, Thomas, 
because, because thou hast seen me, thou hast believed. But he said, blessed are they that have not seen and yet have believed. That's you and me today. We can be blessed by the Lord. We have never seen the Lord, but we can still touch the Lord. Amen. We're able to reach out and touch Almighty God, hallelujah, in a way that can change your life. In Luke chapter 8, we have this story that's related to us. It's about a man in verse number 41 in Luke 8. It says, a man by the name of Jairus. And he was a ruler of the synagogue. And he fell down at Jesus' feet and besought him that he would come into his house. For he had only one daughter, about 12 years of age, and she lay a-dying. But as he went, the people thronged him. Verse 33, 43 says, And a woman, having an issue of blood 12 years, which had spent all her living on physicians, neither could be healed of any, came behind him and touched the border of his garment. And immediately her issue of blood stayed. And Jesus said, Who touched me? And when all denied, Peter and they that were with him said, Master, the multitude throngs thee and press thee. And you're asking the question, who touched me? Jesus said, somebody hath touched me, for I perceive that virtue is gone out of me. And when the woman saw that she was not hid, she came trembling, falling down before him. She declared unto him before all the people for what cause she has touched him and how she was healed immediately. And Jesus makes this response. He said unto her, Daughter, be of good comfort. Thy faith hath made thee whole. Go in peace. I want us to recognize in this portion of Scripture that this lady is not even given a name. She has no name. The story starts with a man by the name of Jairus, and it says he was a ruler of the synagogue. But this lady that touched Jesus to the point that caused him to stop the procession, to stop and say, who touched me? We don't find her given a name. She doesn't have any title, only to the fact that she's been sick for 12 years. But we find that no matter what happens in our lives, and no matter where you are in your life, And you may feel like nobody cares. You may feel like you're a no-name. You may feel like you're all alone. I want you to know that you can touch God. The masses thronged him. In the midst of seven billion people on the earth, we can touch the Lord. You can touch God. Personally, you can do it. God created you and God loves you. We need to understand that it's okay to go to the Lord and to touch Him. She interrupted the Lord, but He didn't care. I want you to know it's just like this song says, you'll find that He's not too busy to hear your heart's cry. She had spent all, and it's a preposition of direction. She was going in this direction, but everything that she tried in that direction was used up. She had spent everything. Nothing was working for her. And I ask you today in your life, how's it working for you 
in your life. I want to encourage you to reach out and to touch the Lord. She had no hope. She had to come from behind and touch him. She had to press through the masses. But I want you to know that we can get God's attention when we come to him in our weakness and say, Lord, I need you. God, I can't make it without you. And God will reach down into our lives. And like he said in the scriptures here, virtue went out from him. Miraculous power went out from the Lord when she touched him with that special touch. She was desperate. She needed God. She needed him to touch her. And she got her miracle. And I want you to know that you can receive your miracle. A miraculous power can go out to you. It doesn't matter what you have need of, whether it's a healing in the body, a healing in the relationship, a healing in your finances, a healing in your mind, or just the destruction of all the fear that's in your life. I want you to know that God is a miracle-working God. Hallelujah. I want to preach to somebody that there is hope in the midst of despair. Healing to somebody that's sick. And peace to somebody that may be in turmoil. And more importantly, forgiveness in some, for somebody that may be bound in sin. Because Jesus can be touched by our weaknesses. And you can touch God. How do I do it, you might ask? Well, the first thing that we simply must do, what he told Thomas, is to believe. Without faith, it's impossible to please him, for he that cometh to God must believe that he is, and that he is a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. God, the Bible tells us, has given to every man the measure of faith. You may say, I don't have any faith. You may say, I just have a little bit of faith, but there's faith within you, because you are created by God, and God has put the measure of faith within each and every one of us. And you just have to have a little bit of faith. It doesn't take much to touch God. Because when you begin to activate the little faith that you have, I want you to know God moves and your faith begins to grow to where you can believe in the miraculous. You can even say, I don't even believe. But I want you to know if you give God a chance, you can even come to Him and say, Lord, I don't even know if you're real. I can't feel you. I haven't touched you. If you come to him with an honest heart and a desperation in your life, I want you to know God will reveal himself to you. The other way that we find the Lord and that we reach out and touch God is through his word. The power of the word of God. We need to realize that God will speak to us through his word. God is able to move in a mighty way when we begin to read in his word. Faith cometh by hearing. And hearing by the word of God. And the third way that we can touch God is through prayer. Simply talking to God. Repent. And that's asking God to forgive us of our sins. And saying, I want to go in a different direction. And praying. Talking. Talk out loud to God just like you would to another human being. Because God desires to have a conversation with us. And pray in the name of of Jesus. I want you to know there's a God in heaven that hears. God will meet you where you're at when you begin to look into the Word of God, when you begin to pray. 
God will move in your life. When Peter was preaching on the day of Pentecost and the first message that we find after the resurrection of Jesus Christ, we find him preaching there and, and he's preaching to the people and he's telling them, he said, you know, this Jesus who is here, he was the Messiah and you crucified him. And the people, when they heard the word, they repented. They began to be convicted, the Bible said, in their heart. They were pricked in their hearts. And they said, what do we need to do? And maybe you're asking that question today. What do I need to do? And Jesus, standing up with the rest of the apostles, said this. Repent and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ, for the remission of sins. And you shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. Hallelujah. Aren't you thankful for a loving God? That when he says we repent, when we return from our ways of the world and look towards him, he forgives us. He's faithful and just and to forgive us of our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. And after we repent, we need to be baptized in Jesus' name. And after we do that, or you can even do it before sometimes people get baptized and then they receive the Holy Ghost. Sometimes they receive the Holy Ghost and then they get baptized. But either way, I want you to know that the Spirit of God, the Holy Spirit, as we call it, it's a gift. God wants to give it to you. And when you touch God, hallelujah, he'll fill you with his presence. God bless you today. I want to close in a word of prayer and ask the Lord to be with us as we're all searching for him and seeking his will in these days. Let us pray. We pray, O oh God, unto thee, Lord, that you would just move in a mighty way. I'm praying that you're going to reach into homes and reach into bedrooms and reach into the cars or wherever anybody may be gathered together to hear this message Lord, we're praying that you're going to move in a mighty way in the hearts and in the minds of your church and for everyone else that is seeking to reach out and to touch you. Lord, we're so thankful that you're standing at the door, the door of our hearts. You're knocking at that door. You're just desiring for us to open up that door to let you in, to have that relationship with us. And God, we're so thankful for Calvary. Lord, you are the mighty God that came and prepared yourself a body and died for our sins, oh God. You took our place upon the cross, hallelujah, that we might have mercy and grace. And Lord, we just pray that in these days, in these ending days that we are living in, that you would remove this spirit of fear that has engulfed the hearts and the lives of people. You've not give us, given us this spirit of fear but you've given us a spirit of love and power and of a sound mind. God, we're so thankful for your word. We're so thankful that you're a God that's alive and that can be touched. And we pray it all in the name of Jesus. Amen. Praise the Lord, everyone. I want to thank you for joining us here at East Wind Pentecostal Church. 
And we want you to know that if you'd like to be baptized in Jesus' name, we can do that for you today. We can do it here at the church. We have a baptismal here at the church. We'll even come to your home if you have a swimming pool. We can baptize you in your swimming pool. It's that important for us to help you to be baptized in Jesus' name. We also want you to know that if you'd like to learn more about the Word of God, more about the Bible, that we have experienced teachers that can come to your home, teach you a home Bible study. We can even do a video chat. Whatever works for you, we want you to know that we're here for you. Also, very important, if you need prayer, we have prayer teams that can come to your house, pray for you at your home, or you can even send in your prayer request here to the church. We just want you to know that we're here for you and that we want to do anything that we can to help you in these trying times with your walk with the Lord. You can visit us at www.eastwind.church and our phone number is 321-723-2030. God bless you.